You're listening to the Lead 'em Up Podcast, powered by Chick-fil-A. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lead 'em Up Podcast. I'm Kyle Amendor from the Lead 'em Up team alongside our founder, Adam Bradley. And today we are jumping into an episode on seven signs you may be read. And this came Uh about, yeah, this came about with uh, just players in general, sometimes maybe Adam not realizing that they are in the red, maybe a little bit in denial or just kind of like not thinking this really applies to them. So curious here on your thoughts on these seven things on signs the players might be read. Number one is that they resent coaching or constructive criticism. So a lot of times I see this sometimes where maybe they take it too personal when someone is giving them coaching or a teammates giving them constructive criticism and that it's not really about their performance, but they think it's more of attack on them as a person. And they kind of put up this wall where they won't even really see the feedback or hear the feedback because automatically it's just too personal for them. Yeah. I mean, Lack of coachability absolutely is a red trait, you know, not being coachable or as a personal level, being approachable about things, right? Because your ego is maybe too high. It's expanded too great that you think, you know, it all, you think you're above approach from other people. Um, and, and that's a problem. And it's a problem when it happens in the coaching, obviously, but it's also a problem when it happens peer to peer that you won't allow yourself to be coached by peers and, and that lack of approachability we talk about in the followership series that that is essentially you stating that you are being challenging to lead, mm-hmm. which is the red level of followership. Okay. It's those individuals that are challenging to lead. So if you're being challenging to lead because you just aren't open to coaching and feedback, that's a problem, but very difficult to your point for a young person to recognize that. Okay. They, you know, it's hard to see, you know, um, see yourself in, you know, when you're, what's that phrase? Uh, It's hard to see yourself when you're living inside the frame, right? Like almost like an art illustration. Okay. Um, I know I botched that. Forgive me. Nonetheless, the point is very hard to see it yourself. A lot of times that you, you're not giving off this very welcoming, approachable, coachable mentality. And, and that's a challenge. That's a challenge. And your growth is going to be inhibited because of it. You know, I always say like, if people step out to try to lead you and they struggle and and you don't really uh, appear coachable, you'll eventually find yourself in a position where nobody's helping you. Nobody has your back. Why? Because every time they try, it doesn't go well. You don't seem to receive it or want it. So people say, I'm going to stop. That's a problem. That's red. A lot of people don't see that. They struggle to identify that. That is a red trait. Right. I I think that's a great point you bring up where they're inside the box and it's hard to kind of see outside of that. And maybe a great way to think about that or a question to ask yourself would be, would you rather be left alone or given advice that might kind of criticize a little bit, but ultimately that can help? Because I think for a lot of the times players, they would rather almost be left alone if the alternative means that it could criticize their performance, Kyle, I'm stealing safer. that. I'm stealing that, bro. I, I I don't I haven't used that before. That question, I'm stealing it. If that's okay, can I use that? Yeah, I, something I wrote down this morning when I was kind of <laughs> going through, just thinking about what would be the mindset of of a player in that predicament, where 
it's not glaringly red. Like you're not necessarily being straight combative and you're really just straight challenging. Like you're really demonstrative and challenging the authority of a coach or the the mentorship of a peer. But in your mind, you're almost like, I'm not going to seek out the feedback or I'm not going to ask a question of how I can get better because I'd rather just be left alone and in my own world, just kind of pretend like it's all okay. But what a thought provoking question to ask a player. And it's a very fair question. You know, and right. it's one of those that like it has like ulterior motives, like, you know, what you, where you're getting at and where you're going when you ask the question. But on the surface, it's a very fair question. It's not rude. It's not disrespectful, but it kind of corners the player in a way where they're almost. I mean, if they answer that way, then that is wild. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. It's wild. That would so be crazy. It, it'd be crazy. Right. So they're almost, you're kind of positioning in a way where they only have one choice to answer, which then hopefully could open the mind of the player, start shifting the perspective, start allowing you to engage in more conversation to get them to be more coachable, approachable, craving feedback, leadership of others. And simply asking, hey, just out of curiosity, if we see something that, that we think, you know, an area where you could get better, would you rather me leave you alone or give you the feedback? Just, just out of curiosity. They'll be like, nah, coach, give me the feedback. Give me the, uh, okay. Okay. Like, like, and they'll give you a look. I can already envision. I'm like playing it out in my head. Cause I just heard this, right. I'm playing it out in my head. Like I can already envision. They'll give you like this, like this, like puzzled look, like, wh- like what, like what kind of question is that? Like, cause they know it sounds so silly to answer don't tell me, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost rhetorical, but it's almost it rhetorical. Right? So they're they're gonna look at you puzzled and they'll be like, nah, like what? Like, yeah, tell me, coach. And then you simply just say, Okay, I'm I'm only asking because I'm I'll be honest, you've been giving off an impression that you'd rather not know. Great point. You're giving yeah. off an impression that you'd rather not know because I saw I saw Nick the other day try to help you, which is something really small, and you did not respond well. I saw Coach Mass the other day try to coach you up. You didn't respond well. I'm, so I, I felt like I needed to ask the question. Yeah, that, that has so many layers to it, but it opens the door for so many other potential conversations. And I love it because it puts the player in an opportunity to really have some self-awareness on where they're at on that scale. But for anyone wondering why that's a red trait, because there's layers to this or not layers, levels to this, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Grays are easy to lead. They're neutral. Okay. They don't really give a response one way or the other. They're very neutral. So once again, what you just laid out is someone who's going to be leaning towards not giving off an impression they want to be coached. Okay. Whether it's their body language, facial expression, maybe even their words that they shared, or maybe it's just the lack of, you know, when you do tell them something, you never see any type of follow through. You never see any type of implementation of, of new instruction of sorts. So they're giving off that impression. So the levels are, they're leaning that way. The neutral gray level is just easy to lead. They comply. They're, it's very neutral, but they're, they're accepting of it. They're, they're willing to hear it. But once again, the green level, this high levels, when you begin to solicit it, when you begin to request it and you not only re- you seek it, but not only that you have a response to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helps that that shift there is when players begin to realize like, hey, when others coach you, you actually have a responsibility, a performance responsibility on how you should reply. 
So just leaving it kind of vague, neutral, not, not giving much of anything in return. Like, no, 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 that, that, that doesn't work. Right. Right. You actually have a responsibility to reply and respond in this manner. That is what's appropriate. So once again, someone may not think they're doing anything wrong because maybe they're not, to your point, you know, in a very over the top way, shutting down the coaching. But on our spectrum, that is a red behavior because once again, neutral is gray, right? This positive response and how we coach it on the enjoyable high level that's the green so it is red that falls on red and i think it's important to bring up as we get into the second point and we continue on with this kind of list here today is is going back to one of our rules of the green team and all of our, our athletes and coaches will recognize this is that if you're a floater you're going to fall to the lower of the two levels so your performance in your response matters because if it's not a green level response, or you only have that occasionally, you need to look in the mirror a little bit because you're trending red. And you might think you're okay, but what you're giving off to everyone else around you screams red. And we know that that attracts the other red behaviors there. So number two here on our list, traits, reasons you might be uh, red is you lack energy and only give energy when you feel like it. So a lot of the times, automatically this just this just screams laziness kind of only giving it when it's your day when you wake up feeling it and rather than going all out you you seek kind of other people to pull you along with it and, and everyone else you really sees you as the person that doesn't really want it that you do it to fit in and be just a part of it and not to stand out in a bad way but your effort is really nothing that is going above and beyond and, and, and raising that of, of your teammates. Yeah. You know what you just laid out that they're lacking the energy, you know, the red individual, it, they will only give energy when all things are aligned in their favor. Okay. <laughs> like right. when everything is aligned in their favor, then they'll give some energy. Like they've got to get like, They've got, it's almost like got to be their birthday, right? Like, you know, just having a day mm-hmm. where all things are aligned in their favor. Okay. Like they're getting hooked up, right? People are looking out for them. Uh, things are going in their favor. Coach is giving them the starting nine. Coach is telling them like, you know, like you get the green light today. Just like, I mean, everything has to show up in their favor to get their energy. And I'm going to tell you, if, if everything has to show up in your favor to give you energy, that is not a tra- character trait that you own really well. No. Bottom line. That's not a character trait that you own and possess. That is not how you would be described, right? And and it, that, it, we're going to say it's a, it's a red trait. If you lack the energy and can only bring it on, listen, I mean, what's that famous quote? I'll probably botch it like I did the earlier one. <laughs> but it's like, if you know, if you only work out on days you feel like it, you'll probably never work out, right? Or like, right. if you only show up special on the days you feel like it, like you probably never will, like, you have to be able to overcome, right? You have to be able to overcome the challenges of your day, the stresses in your life, the frustrations that are around you. Those are real. Okay. And we can't always create this perfect storm to get Kyle hyped today, to get Mm -hmm. Kyle going today. Like, hello, we've got our own job to do also today, right? I've got to get myself there. 
there's got to be some of this self-driven initiative that's going to be able to overcome and be resilient in spite of circumstances. And we need you there. We need you there. It's it's perfect you bring that up. And for those that are listening, we didn't really lay out our show notes or go over these together on the bullet points underneath our topics before this. And Adam, the question I put down for this one at the end for a player and kind of what I envisioned in my mind and you know, I coached for 19 years, so I saw this in every aspect, both boys and girls, multiple sports, is the athlete, have you ever had this happen before, the athlete who would rather be hurt, not injured, but hurt, and sits out to the side by themselves a little bit, rather than taking the ownership or the onus of bringing the, the higher level of energy or being the one that steps out and gets things going. So a lot of the times when that opportunity presents itself, like, ah, coach, I got to sit, this, uh, but let me just chill today. I'm not really feeling it. You know, uh, uh, let me, let me, let me take this one out. You know, it, it's not my day to your point about you. It's almost like the stars have got to align sometimes for them to bring <laughs> out their best because there's oh, always going to be something, always going to be something going on. And, and as a coach, you know, that, and as a teammate, you're, you're just almost kind of looking at it as like, all right, what's it going to be today? What's the reason going to be today why they can't go all out? I mean, I think it'd be helpful for a player to expand their character out. What do I mean by that? Let's say you've got a player who doesn't bring the energy. They're relatively lifeless. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do they show up with great energy. Okay. So expand it out. What does that mean? If everybody were to act and behave like you, if we expanded your character, character traits and personality and style and approach, right? If we expanded out to everybody, if everybody showed up and mirrored you day in and day out, how would you grade this team? Right. Because I think sometimes players, they, they can't, once again, can't recognize it within themselves, but would be quick to point it out in others. Right. Very true. And, and for us, like expand it out. Okay. So like, you know, I, I grade you a two on a scale of one to 10 on energy, right? I think you're relatively lifeless, right? You don't really inspire many people with your energy. It's not very infectious. You're kind of like a lump on the log half the time, right? You're not given much. You don't see it as much of a problem, right? Yeah, you may recognize you're not the rah-rah guy. You may admit that. You may acknowledge that. But you don't recognize the, the, the potential challenges of how you're showing up. You're, you're struggling to see that. Expand it out. Expand it out. I love that. Okay. Expand it out. And, and then tell me, bam, stop everything. Stop everything right now. Boom. Everybody act like so-and-so. Boom. Everyone give me the body language real quick of Nick. How we looking? Oh, see the expanded out has been a conversation I've had a lot. I was having this conversation right after a state championship game, not right after, but a couple of days after football player going over to the stands dapping it up with family members, mm -hmm. cousins, right? Okay. Doesn't think it's a big issue, big deal. Maybe it's not. Expand it out. All 60 of us. All 60 of us <laughs> behind the bench. There's probably, uh, I'd say at this, where we were playing, uh, the, the sideline was football. So you got, you know, sideline, then you got the bench. And then you've got um, got the track there. Yeah, this was in a college stadium, so like it was there was oh, an actual gotcha, track, gotcha. but but it was about right up against like however wide a track is. It was probably there than the 
So maybe, I don't know, 15 feet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're dapping some friends, blah, blah, blah. And this like kind of in game, sort of like maybe not in the midst of like a game, but like kind of in the game, like right before first quarter, first quarter is about to, like literally seconds away from kicking off. They're doing all that. Expand it out. Mm-hmm. Expand it out. Like, bro. And I'm just like, bro, you, like, dude, you can't do that. Now I was just dapping up my uncle, my cousins and all that. I'm like, nah, n- not right now. I'm like, you just can't do it. Like, just because there's too many people watching you. And it's given off an impression that you're not focused and you're not committed. And, and, and we need you because others are watching you and like, they look back, where, where's so-and-so always back there, you know, like it's just, it gives off a, a really tough impression. You got to be really, really conscious of it. I, man, coach, I really don't think it's a big deal. Okay. Expand it out. Yeah. And then it stopped. The conversation stopped. I was like, all right, all right, listen, bet. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with you, bro. It's not a big deal. All 60 of us do it. Literally all 60 of us do it in that moment. We look like the most dysfunctional, lack, like undisciplined team in the history of sports. People are like, how did they get to that game? Like we're not, there, there wouldn't be anyone on the sideline. It would be just the coaches standing in the white space on a football field, right? We're only Delay coaches, a game penalty. Right. Like, everyone would be like, where'd our team go? It would be an absolute like travesty. It'd probably make like front page news. Like at one point, the entire team wasn't even on the sideline. Okay. Yeah. Expand it out. So I love that coaches. I I think that's a great question to take down, Uh, write that down, expand it out, ask the player that because in the moment, again, it doesn't directly call them out, but it puts them into the moment and and kind of realizing of how that action might affect others and seeing it through somebody else. That's awesome. Number three, you're not happy with teammates success. Why am I not getting praised? It's often kind of the thought that may be going through a player's mind. Where's my playing time? Where's my shots? Why am I not getting the press? Why am I not getting the tweet or the shout out in the story? And the player is more worried about their own stat line rather than the team's overall success. Definitely trending red in that regard. Yeah, and it's, it's a battle they'll always fight. Like just being realistic, it'll always be attention. Attention between like, I want to be happy for my teammates, but I want to get mine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to acknowledge that it's a real tension because listen, people do want to get theirs and they should. Okay. Like they, they should. And, and it, I don't think it's a bad thing to want to experience some success, to want to get some recognition. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, but it can, it can cross over the line and become a bad thing if you can't handle it well when it doesn't happen. And, and you've got to battle that little like angel, good voice, bad voice, that little tension. Okay. And like, there's going to be a part of you that like wants it and needs it and desires for it. And I want that because that's going to help fuel your work ethic. That's going to help fuel your commitment. It's going to help fuel you showing up day in and day out. Okay. But when it begins to cross over that line, prohibiting you from celebrating the good around you, now it is officially overtaken right. and when it overtakes that's a problem okay when it overtakes it's a problem recent playoff win true story young man didn't get the looks the reps that he wanted to in a big big moment in a big not moment big game okay mm-hmm. he didn't get it his number wasn't as called as much it's just kind of how the game played out you know it happens sometimes okay he usually gets a decent amount of playing time just didn't get much and um he was bothered we won the game, celebratory. 
victorious manner, state championship win. There will be a ring coming for this player in three months, assuming he pays the money. But <laughs> nonetheless, you get the point, right? Took a couple of pictures with him. I have them on my phone, and I've never posted them. After the game? After the game, just taking pictures with a bunch of the guy. Everyone's taking pictures, right? I've never posted any of the pictures with him in it. Never. And I told him, bro, I can't post the pictures with you. I go, I don't want to put you on blast like that. Because he was so pissed. You wouldn't so even know pissed. he won the game, huh? He was so, you literally, you can look at the photos. He's pissed. We just want to stay championship. Question I have down here. Would you rather have great stats and lose than win and have teammates have more success and a better stat line than you? That's a question where you could ask them, almost going back to the first point of the rhetorical question, mm -hmm. where you could go back to them and ask that because it would be puzzling. Be like, bro, oh, dude, would you rather we had lost? You know, like they'd give you that puzzle look like, what do you mean? No, I don't want to lose. Like, but you ain't happy in the win right now. Right. Obviously, like coach did some things. Yes, you think you could have helped us win. But nonetheless, like he did some things that he thought like could help us win. And this is how we, we won today. We won. We've won other games in the season because you balled out. This is how we won today. This was the formula for today's win. You wanted to potentially risk the formula. Now that you're saying in hindsight, you wish with your attitude and body language, you're essentially wishing he did not follow today's winning formula. Once again, every game has a different winning formula ever so slightly. Are you, would you rather have us potentially risked? Would you rather him have changed the formula for today's win? Even though there's a chance if you changed it, it could have changed the outcome. Would you rather us done that? It's a great question. He, of course, you'll say no. I'm like, you sure? Because you look pretty pissed right now. I've never <laughs> body, shared it. Body language is showing something else. I'll text it to you later. I'll text it to you later. Yeah, it'd be interesting. This is see. a this is a state champion. This was 30 minutes after a state championship win. Okay. Right. 45 minutes, man. Highlight of your life. He'll never be able to have that celebration back. He did not engage in celebration. Mm -hmm. I think coaches, these are great things to bring up throughout the year and engage your team in conversations with, because as you're building your green team, you build out the traits, you build out the standards and everyone has an idea of what it is to be green. And we label what red is. And most of the teams are all kind of the same, but these are the moments that present themselves throughout a season where you can get into the nuances and you can get into the really intricate details of the character and what that looks like and how it shows up. Um, great conversations to have with your players. There are great questions to engage them with. Hey, this is Kayla from Chick-fil-A and this is today's leadership nugget. Giving critical feedback is hard, but necessary. And as a leader, it's my duty to say, I believe you are capable of a bigger game. But the challenge that I find with young leaders in particular is that they're afraid to give critical feedback to their teammates. Typically, this is because they're friends and there's fear that this is going to cause some kind of tension in the relationship. So at Chick-fil-A, we coach young leaders to use a very simple method called the three C's, celebrate, champion, and challenge. First, we celebrate what the person does. This is the tangible skills that they bring to the table. Second, we champion who they are, highlighting their character or the values that they uphold. And then lastly, we challenge them. 
addressing an area of opportunity for them to develop. So the next time you need to give somebody hard feedback, try using the three C's. Now let's jump back to the episode. Number four, you're only engaged at practices and games. And what I mean by this is once you leave the team, once you leave practice, once you leave the game, that's it. Like you're no longer associated with them. You're not hanging out with them anymore. If there's a group chat or if there's a thread going on, you don't participate in it. And basically you're checked out. Once you leave the team, you're done. It's only kind of a work type of environment where you punch in, punch out. The other part of that is they become more prone to criticize coaches and teammates behind their back when they're not engaged with them away from it. You fall into the trap where there might be other voices on the outside that can kind of lead you down that rabbit hole of really questioning what's being done, how it's being done. And I think that's the danger of when you only engage at practice or a game. You know, what I think is lost when you only engage in practice and games is all the growth that experiences in the gaps. And like we talk a lot about this in the corporate work that we do. And uh, in addition to our lead them up corporate work, uh, many of you all know, I teach down at Towson University uh, in their corporate leadership Institute. I teach a few classes down there. And it's interesting, like during the COVID era, this time frame over the last few years where virtual work grew and, you know, we weren't in the office, we weren't around each other. You continue to hear from organizations all over the place that one of the biggest things that was missed is, and I'm calling it growth in the gaps, but they reference it as like all those, all those conversations in the break room all those conversations around the water cooler, right? all those conversations, you know, in the halls, like if you're looking at a school setting, right. Amongst, amongst faculty, mm-hmm. right. All of that in between stuff, right. Walking to the parking lot, having a 20 minute conversation with a coworker, right. Um, at, at his, at his or her car about something, right. And they're kind of coaching you up. Like there's so much growth in the gaps, and so much mentoring that takes place in those various moments and so much value generated. That is an example of going above the game in practice. Mm-hmm. There's so much growth relationally, right? Personally, connecting with teammates, encouragement, feedback, you know, all of that stuff that is developed during those moments outside of just your your planned, structured team environment. So like the one thing they talk a lot about on the organization side is most of our interactions are now scheduled interactions. Okay. Right. Like during COVID, like, hey, from, hey, can we jump on a call from nine to 10? Right. And we jump on a call and there's an agenda and, and this is what we're going to do. And there's very little chit chat in the beginning. We just kind of jump in. And when we're done, we log off. Okay. So essentially you connect it and liken it back to sport, right? Nine to 11, we got practice. You, you get there at nine, boom, bam. Now the agenda starts, right? Nine to nine, 10, we do this. Nine, 10, nine, 30, we do this. Boom, 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 boom. And then it's done. Everyone goes home, okay? You don't get to experience any of the growth in the gaps. No. And, and that's where I think it is when I look at leaders that are really driving teams forward, bringing teams together, right? Generating that environment that produces winning, it's always beyond the practice and game time, not to mention 
It's what happens outside of practice and game times that oftentimes allows what happens in practice and game times to flourish. Exactly. I think that's when we think about sports and related back to that. And one of the questions you shared earlier this year with me and that, that now I'll ask teams when we kick lead them off, off with them is, you know, I love asking the coaches the question that you shared of coach, what was your favorite team you've ever been a part of, or what was the most green most, team you've ever most been green a part team of? you've ever been a part of? Yep. And they're going to share all the, the reason why they share the year and that team is because of those moments in the gaps. And that's what people miss the most. And that's where the teams grow the most is those moments in the gap where it's not the scheduled time. That's where you develop the relationship where you're willing to lay it all on the line for that person next to you. I mean, it doesn't just happen in structured time. And it's one of the, the warning signs that we address in lifeguarding that when right. we begin to see a player disconnect, right? They, they used to hang out after practice and chit chat and just kind of socialize and kind of talk and, you know, laugh with everyone. Now, as soon as practice is done, boom, they're done. Check they shoot out. out. Okay. They check out. They used to be engaged in the text chat. Bam. Now they don't. Right. They used to participate and show up on different days, different moments. Right. Now they don't. Okay. They Certainly are doing, right. they're doing the minimum. Okay. They do the minimum mm -hmm. and trending red. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not the, it's, listen, it's not where you can build and get to something special. It's just not producing special. No. Number five, you don't embrace your role. It's kind of the mindset where I'll do it, but only if it benefits me. And we look at it kind of as if maybe this role isn't something that I necessarily want or envision for myself. We look at it almost as maybe it's demeaning to me. Like this is, this is below me. I'm above this. I see myself. And it's almost where I don't know where it comes from. It can come from a lot of different places, but there's a disillusionment with what you're really good at. And sometimes the coaches or the teammates will call that out and, and maybe address it, but the coach might have a better idea of how your skill set can fit the team and really a, a better idea of where your skill set is. You might think you're great at shooting threes, but you're not Steph, right? And for us, a lot of the times is, would you, you know, challenge the player? Would you rather be mediocre at, at what you like or excel at something else where you might have to put a little bit more work at it? So that's, a, that's, that's kind of a thing that we could challenge them and put them, you know, into that self kind of analytical state there. Yeah, I think it goes back to a previous point about the, this, another area where there always be tension, right? There always be tension, you know, that tension between like, I want to be in this place Coach wants me to be in this place and I've got to respond accordingly. And I'm not trying to pretend that like you should never want to be in the role you want to be in. Like totally fine. Okay. Like I, I hope you want to be like, if you're in football and, and you've always played quarterback and you love quarterback and they want you as receiver, I'm okay. If there's still a desire in you to be quarterback. Okay. Like that's a, that's a real thing. I'm not trying to like suppress people's emotions to the point where they no longer feel. Right. Okay. It just, once again, goes back to the point of it's when it begins to overtake. It's when you can't even like understand or be willing to buy into the potential vision, right? Teams are a puzzle. Teams are a puzzle and they Constantly. require all the, the, these pieces being put together and it's, 
like it or not, it's the coach that's helping orchestrate the puzzle. And if the coach has a plan on how he's envisioning this puzzle coming together for the good of the team, like it is our job to buy into that. Now, in the process, you can, in a mature manner, express, right, your feelings. But at the end of the day, you have to honor those that are in charge, right, and fall in line or make a decision that this isn't the right place for you, okay? Like, there is always that decision. But at the end of the day, like, we do have to fall in line with kind of the vision of the coaching staff. And I think along with that is maybe embracing the mindset or having the mindset that the best way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. And for the coach being in charge of that puzzle, it's a very difficult thing to do. And very few can relate to it outside of the coaching profession because you have to obviously take into consideration the skill set, but you're dealing with that emotion. You're dealing with that human element and knowing full well that if you don't put someone in a spot that they want, you might risk losing what they can give in another capacity. So for the player, if you want to play quarterback, maybe the best thing for you to do to play quarterback is to really excel at receiver, meaning that you're going to earn the trust of everyone around you. And then when there's a moment that may present itself, you can kind of show that off on the side or plant the seed here or there. But you can't really ask for that until you can be trusted at what you can help the team with most at in that moment. And, and that's why we also say red behavior has to be eliminated and you have to run from it quickly because when you live in the red, you're compounding the issues. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, the, there's a compounding effect, right? It's, it's when it's like one mistake. It's like in one of the exercise word pop, I, I talk about like one and done, right? Uh, one mistake and done. We need to be one and done. We need to have a one and done mentality, right? Because when we don't, one mistake will lead to two, to lead to three, to lead to four. It will begin to compound and spiral out of control, okay? That's what happens here. You get moved to a receiver even though you want to play quarterback, and you begin to pout and demonstrate red behavior. Now, all of a sudden, to your point, okay, now I'm, I'm damaging the chances of me ever getting an opportunity to go back to quarterback, okay? And right. I'm damaging my performance now in my new position as receiver, right? I now took one issue, now I've multiplied, and now I have two issues, Okay. They are compounding and growing because of me living in this red state. That's why you got to get out of it quickly. You got to bounce back quickly because it all it does is begin to create a bigger spiral and compound. And it's a challenge. And, you know, for us, once again, when you look at that expanded out also applies here as well. Right? You, right, you may not like your role. You may be upset at your role. Well, what if everyone took that approach? Okay. Like, okay, tell me. What, what would you rather me do? Should I go around the room right now, okay, and ask every player on a sheet of paper, tell me your ideal position, and then just play them there? Just put them there, yeah. Okay, no matter if that creates a log jam at the power forward spot because everybody wants to play power forward, right? Sorry, guys, we um, can't play tonight. Why? Why not? Well, listen, listen, we, we don't have any point guards. No one signed up for it. And I just want to – yeah. All right. We have no linemen today. Everybody wants to play a skill position. Sorry. And, and, and listen, I listened over here to, you know, Nate, Nate told me I should lead the team. I should coach the team in a way that just lets everyone play the position they prefer to play. This is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to make everybody happy. 
We are running a new all-out attack offense. Zero <laughs> linemen. Everybody goes out like it's neighborhood football, right? Air raid to the extreme. Air raid to the extreme. That's, I mean, this is the craziness. But once again, it's, it's just. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And, and you know, this is where you can have fun with players, start asking them silly questions like this. These, yeah. You're hearing a lot of rhetorical questions on today's episode, right? But, hey, have these. All right, listen, you don't want to do it? You th- what, what do you think? You think I should just honor your request to play? All right, listen, I'm going to do it for everybody now. And yeah. I'm going to draw up the roster. And you, tell me, you tell me what we should do tomorrow night. I'm going to draw up the roster based on your coaching advice. <laughs> Right. And you tell me how I should lead it. Uh, it's always funny because, you know, side note for coaches out there, I used to do this in basketball all the time. And I'm sure there's many of, of you fellow coaches out here have done this before is you'll let the players, you know, you might let them draft their own team, but you step aside and maybe you officiate and let them coach and run their own stuff. And so for a long time, it's always funny because the players would want to do different things, but the moment, that you give them the opportunity to run the team how they want. You know what they do? They run they it go, like you. They run it like you. They do the exact same thing and never fail. And I would always just kind of internally laugh a little bit, but it was always like, okay, all right. Maybe there is, you know, some merit to that, but we're all it was guilty. funny. We're all guilty of that. If you are a parent, there's a good chance you are emulating your parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Despite the fact that we'd say, and, and maybe not everything, but we, we probably said for years we wouldn't. And here we are, little moments. Ah, man, I'm acting like my dad. Holy smokes. What you, the heck is happening here? Catch yourself saying that line you said you're never going to say. And you're like, oh, how did that happen? How did that happen? Right? And But but like, once again, our, our players are doing the best with what they know. They mm-hmm. They haven't experienced. They haven't developed in their maturity and perspective and such. So they just don't know. So it's part of our job to get them to understand this tension that you're going to experience in your role is real. It's real. Like I get it. Don't discredit it. No. Right. Yeah. Acknowledge exactly. it. It's real. It's a tension, but I need you to, to work to manage that tension. Well, and if mm-hmm. it begins to override where you're now like even upset about you're, you're not even willing to thrive in a position where I think you could thrive in. Come on now. Right. And if you need a professional example, use Trayvon Diggs of the Cowboys. Okay. Trayvon Diggs went to Alabama as a receiver. Saban said, you need to be a corner. I don't know all the experience of, did he like it? Was he mad about it? Listen, that guy's making hundred million guaranteed pro bowl, you know, stud. Thrive. That's his livelihood now. Yeah. Right. Guess what? He could have fought back on that tension. He probably, you know, who knows what his career would look like. Anyways, let's keep going. Yeah. Number six. Yeah, let's keep going. Number six, you lack confidence in the team and yourself. So speaking of compounding things here, your lack of inner confidence then projects outwardly to the team and what you're doing. A lot of times this looks like the poor body language that we mentioned uh, on the bench or on the sidelines, pouting, moping, and the mindset is almost to where you're expecting to lose rather than to go out and to win. And this is a very dangerous place to be because if, if you're having that mindset and the body language is then projecting it, that's going to take hold and it's going to be contagious on the team. Well, I just think it's really difficult also to get others to be more confident, which is part of our job as teammates, right? We have the ability and opportunity to develop the confidence in those around us. 
A player the other day asked me, coach, I am struggling on my confidence. What do you suggest? And I say, it's going to be a two-way approach. You're personally going to have to do some work and we're going to need your teammates to help with this process as well. Okay. Players have a responsibility and opportunity to help with that, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be very difficult if you can't get yourself to believe, right? If you're a glass half empty, if you're a pessimistic, you know, attitude, right? Woe is me. This sucks. This is no good, right? Like if that is the the mindset, like you are missing out on a major component that is necessary for leadership. And it's this ability to get others to believe. It's that visionary style of leadership that you're literally not being able to tap into in the slightest bit. In fact, you're going the opposite route and casting, even if indirectly, casting a disbelief. Right, exactly. That's casting a disbelief. Mm-hmm. And anyone on a team roster is casting a disbelief. I'm going to call that red. Oh, big time. Exactly. I, I think there's a lot to be said there, what you mentioned there about the player then putting in the work, right? The confidence is going to come from the preparation, but then also knowing that it's your responsibility to help bring it out in others. And I think when that happens and you continue to bring the work and you put in the effort, then your teammates will see that and they'll reinforce your effort and the work that you're putting in. And then the confidence comes as a result of that. So I think that's the twofold process there is you got to continue to put in the work, trust the process, as we say, but then build that confidence up in your teammates and recognize the opportunities where you can help that grow in your team. And then you can kind of maybe ride that wave that you help create. I mean, the Miami Dolphins at the time of this recording just clinched a playoff spot. And, you know, Tua, their quarterback, you know, had a significantly different year this year compared to last. And he credits it to one thing, confidence. But it was confidence generated by his head coach. If you read any of the study or not studies, any of the stories, Coach McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, at the beginning of the season, put together a seven-play highlight reel of Tua. And just reminded him how dominant he can be. Right. And, and that's the two-prong approach. Tua needed to do work. He needed to adjust his self-talk. He needed to prepare and put himself in a position. But then others around them need to be their biggest supporters, cheerleaders, endorsers. Right. And it's why you always hear time and time again, such a theme in successful interviews after games where there, is, there was a win and a great performance. Listen, you know, when you go onto the field and you just You've got a bunch of teammates that believe in you. You hear that all the time. A bunch of teammates believe in you. You know, everyone believed in me. You know, like, then it empowers you to go out and live, play free, play clear, play your best, right? Show up confidently. Know you can dominate them. It's a, it's a, it's a. That's the word, empowered. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's dynamic. But, it, but if you're not doing that, if you're producing a disbelief, then, you know, you're really hurting us. And, and that's where a lot of coaches have to make decisions can we even afford to have that person around this team? Exactly. Might be better off just to have them sit this one out, not take the road trip, not dress for that game. That's a great question. Lastly, number seven, you lack mental toughness because you're easily distracted. You're looking for excuses and would rather hide from the moment than face the challenge, knowing that it will be difficult. and. I think this is one of the the great challenges for all players is we say be mentally tough. And a lot of people know what that means, but when the opportunity presents itself, 
Are we running to that, embracing the challenge and the struggle and the opportunity? Or do we back away and kind of hide behind others? Kyle, did you see the tweet I posted the other day? It wasn't about this specifically, but it certainly connected. It was about uh, pay attention to people's reasons too. Um, is that the one you you shared from um, Chad Sanji? No, nah, no, nah, this was original content. No, 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 this is no nah, something that's just been on my mind a lot. No, nah. I posted it on Twitter, not on Instagram. Posted it on Twitter. Um, it was pay attention to people's reasons too. Because they always tell you what the person's really all about. You know, as we go into this new year, and I did it kind of around New Year's, right? There, everyone has these resolutions, these plans, and all that. But what's really going to kind of tell the story if it's going to be accomplished or not is paying attention to their reasons too. Are they are they communicating reasons to get it done or reasons not to? Mm-hmm. Right? When it comes time to working out, you know, are they going to go and search for reasons to get it done? Or are they going to be like, ah, oh, I just can't, I got this, like a whole bunch of reasons not to. Yeah, they're almost waiting for the reason to come up so it can justify or, or, or be the rational excuse not to do it. Or their escape. Yeah. Got the, got, got the reason, figured it out, got the reason. Man, I've been brewing on this all day, figure out how I could get out. Almost more excited for that excuse to come along than to actually do what you said you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention to the reasons to, they give a glimpse into what people are really all about. Here's a great example, social settings to an event. You did not, you, you, you agreed to attend, but don't really want to. Okay. (laughs) And the day of the event is here. They always tell you, by the way, because people get tripped up on that all the time. They agree and commit to things. And then the day comes and they're like, Oh, how can I get out of this? How can I get out of this? Right. So then at that point they begin surveying, scanning for everything. Did, did you hear my daughter sneeze? She can't, oh, she's not feeling good. She's not feeling good. We gotta, we, we can't, can't go, go now. Can't go now. We got a sick child at home. But so they're looking for reasons to, but little side note, they always say like, when you're committing to things, envision it was tomorrow. And if you'd commit to it tomorrow, then commit to it in the future. But if it isn't something you'd want to do tomorrow, don't commit to it in the future. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Yeah, I like that. All right, I forget yeah. about it a lot. But nonetheless, pay attention to the reasons too, because I mean, I listen, we all have players. <laughs> They've got a hundred reasons why they couldn't make it to, pre- to this offseason workout. They always got a reason as to why they can't show up. Mm-hmm. They always got a reason as to why they didn't turn that form in on time. Oh my gosh, the reasons to. They're, they are gifted. It's a never ending list. It never runs. It's never exhausted. Listen, next time you need them to be creative and brainstorm. Listen, this is the challenge you throw to them. You just say, listen, I need you to give me as let's say we're trying to figure out how to like bring our team together. Right. And get creative on some team dynamic, you know, team building type thing. Listen, Hey, Kyle. So I'm going to need you to give me some ideas and be creative. Right. And I want I want you to think like I want you to picture you're having to make excuses as to not show for offseason workouts. You know how you got all them reasons? Oh, gosh. Long list of them. Long I need, list. It's, it's like, man, you just figure out all these different ideas. I need you to give me that type of creativity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need I need a I need a list of like 10 reasons. So 
Anyway, listen, pay attention to the reasons too. They give you a glimpse into it. And when those players always got the reasons to, that's not green. It's just not green. You're trending. You're trending red. Exactly. Right. Compared to the other players that always find reasons too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they always find reasons to make, they always find ways to make it. You know, they're like, Hey coach, we, and like they follow, Hey, Hey, are we still doing this tomorrow? All right, good, good. Cause I'm trying to coordinate the ride. Like, so I'm working on it now. Right. Like they're, they're finding reasons and ways to get there. Okay. Whereas the other person, the other person's like, they don't follow up because they hope the other person forgot. Right. You know, yeah. and they, they hope, they hope the other person doesn't follow up a lot, you know, cause then they'll give me, Oh coach, man, you need to give me more time. First of all, I told you a week and a half ago. You didn't yeah, remind you, me. You didn't remind me. Reasons to. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. Yeah. Reasons to versus reasons not to. Coaches, hopefully this was a fun episode for you here. Seven ways or seven traits that the player might be trending red there. And it was a fun discussion. Hope you got a lot out of that. And as always, we appreciate you taking time to join us. Keep up the work of building your green team and share your success stories with us. Love the feature you, love the spotlight you, and appreciate you for all that you do. And we'll be back with more topics relating to this in the, in the coming episodes. But for now, I'm Kyle along with Adam. Have fun and lead them up. <laughs>